Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. If you stand with me, turn, turn with me in the, the Bible to the second Samuel chapter 21. Amen. To all of the saints, I give you honor as well. Thank you for allowing us to be here and be a part of this Christmas celebration. Amen. I, I, I struggle within myself to, to try to bring a, a, a message that would be of, of Christmas, uh, but the Lord just had a different direction for me to go today, so... But I feel like I'm standing among some folks who just wants to hear the word of the Lord and want God to have his way. Amen. 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 Second Samuel 21, beginning at verse 12. And David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabeth-Gilead, which had stolen them from the street of Bashan, where the Philistines had hanged them when the Philistines had slain Saul and Gilboa. And he brought up from hence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son. And they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, buried they in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the, in, in the sepulcher of, of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for the land. Now, if you will, please turn with me to the book of Genesis chapter 50. Amen. Genesis chapter 50, beginning at verse 24. Amen. Genesis 50 and 24 through 26. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you. And bring you out of this land into the land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones from hence. So Joseph died, being a hundred and ten years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Amen. Now I'm just going to read very quickly. You don't have to turn there, but Exodus chapter 13 Verses 18, but God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea and the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Amen. I want us to put our Bibles down and let's lift our hands to the Lord one more time. God, I thank you for the anointing that you have released in this service today. 
And I pray, God, that you would anoint our ears and our hearts, Lord, that we can receive your word that you have for us today. God, I pray that you would anoint your vessel today, God, that your word could speak life into someone's heart today. And we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, can we clap our hands to the Lord one more time? Hallelujah, 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 amen. You can be seated today. In our reading of scripture today, we find two very different responses to the death of someone. And I'm asking everyone across this congregation to please tune your ears to what this preacher has to say. And so right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them this. Sometimes you need to bury the bones. And sometimes you need to carry the bones. So I've come to preach to you today, bones we bury and bones we carry. Amen. If we could just begin today with the story of King Saul to really understand the bearing of the bones of Saul, we must understand his character and who he was. King Saul was man's feeble attempt to be like the pagan kingdoms around them. And Samuel, the prophet of God, understood that they, when they selected Saul, it was, in fact, the people of God who rejected God and his counsel. So the first thing that we need to recognize about the bones of Saul is that they represent the man that, that rejects the authority of God in his life. Saul would continue to do just that as he grew older. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, the Lord commanded Saul to go down before me to Gilgal and behold, I will come down unto thee and to offer burnt offerings and to sacrifice uh, of peace offerings. Seven days shalt thou tarry till I come to thee and show thee what thou shalt do. The man of God told him this, but, but, but he, uh, he, in his haste, he, he could not wait on the man of God to come and perform the sacrifice. So the Bible tells that Saul just goes ahead and he just performs a sacrifice himself. Yet again, he has said to the man of God, I, re I reject the word that you are placing over my life. Later, he is commanded to destroy the Amalekites, but Saul disobeys this command yet again. The bones of Saul represent rebelliousness or the unwillingness to submit to authority. The bones of Saul represent distrust in the man of God or even of God himself. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure why I feel led today to preach just this message, but somebody in this room, you've been carrying some bones that you should not be carrying. You have been struggling in, with trusting God and you have struggled with trusting the people of God and the man of God and you have allowed the bones of your past to hinder your future. Man, I want you to understand something now. I'm talking about bones today. Let me, let me get my bag of bones that I brought with me. Amen. Amen. Just an old bag of two before is really what we got here, but they're going to represent man's bones. If y'all just go with me for just a moment. Amen. We sometimes carry bones that represents our failures and our mistakes. 
No matter where we go or what we do, we're always burdened with the weight of the past decisions that we've made in our life. And there's some of you, you came into the house of God today and as the saints began to worship and you wanted to worship the Lord, it seemed like you were hindered by some old bones that you dragged in the door of the church house. And, and these bones represent your past. They, they represent the things that you know that you shouldn't have done. They, they represent the times when you walked away from God when you should not have walked away from him. They represent the times when you when you zig, when you should have zagged. I'm here to tell you today that God has come to this church. The Lord has sent me to preach to this church today. It's time that you bury the bones that hinders your worship today. It's time that we bury the bones that keep us from receiving all the promises of God. Every time you lift your hands, there's a voice that tells you, you've got no right to worship the Lord. Every time you feel the presence of God and you want to just uh, just have a little liberty, there's a voice that tells you, you know what you did last year and you know what you've done last month or last week and, and there's a voice that tries to hinder you. Can I tell you there's no prerequisite of, uh, of serving and worshiping God? The Bible says, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. So I've come to tell you, I don't care if you made a horrendous mistake on your way to the house of God today. When you walked in the door, you don't have to bring the bones of guilt because when you walk in, there's liberty in the presence of the Almighty. We drag our bones around and they tell us, you know what you did. You know what you said. You, you, you can't lift your hands. You can't worship. Listen to me. God is desperately trying to use you, but you're too busy carrying around your bones of yesterday. I'm not sure what kind of bones you're carrying today. Maybe it's bones of guilt, and it's on your mind. Why did you do it and how could you allow this to happen? Maybe some traumatic event. You witnessed something that you should have never seen. You were made to do something that you should have never done. Amen. It's paralyzing. Amen. When you just think it over. Amen. Just when you think that you got it conquered. Just when you feel like you're going forward in Christ. There's something that rises up and it's those, those bones. And, and when the man of God is preaching words of hope to you. You can't hear the words of hope for the rattling of the bones of the past in your life. Amen. But I've come to tell you it's time to bury those bones. We don't have to walk. Oh, hear me today. You don't have to walk in guilt. You don't have to walk with those things. David said, my sins are ever before me, but I got good news. David didn't know Calvary. David didn't know about the blood of Christ. So when you come in today, you can bury the bones. Some of you carry bones of abandonment. Your daddy left. Your mother left. Bones of abuse and bones of guilt. Hallelujah. I don't have to be prophetic to say anytime I walk into a congregation of people in that building are those who was mistreated by your father. There was those who've been mistreated by those that was supposed to protect you and you carry those bones around. And it, and, it, and it hinders your ability to hear the word of the Lord. It hinders your ability to submit to the word of God. 
I pastor someone who struggles with authority, Brother Gill, because of what her daddy did. And, you know, not long after that, you know, she suffered something catastrophic within a church that she was at as a child. And again, the man of God let her down. And she struggles with authority. And maybe some of you, maybe the man of God let you down somewhere. Maybe he handled things differently than what you thought he should have handled them. And you feel like you cannot find freedom because of the bitterness that you carry in your bag of bones. But I'm here to tell you, God has paved a way for us to come to the house of God and take them, just take them old bones down to the altar. I'm so thankful that God has made a way where I can bring all of my past and bury it. I'm so glad he's made a way I can bring all of my mistakes and bury. I don't have to be what my father was and I don't have to live the kind of life that my family lived. I can live a whole entirely brand new life. Amen. Because I can bury the bones. I can bury the bones of yesterday. Amen. It's time to put them down and quit dragging around the bones. Some bones we must carry but some we have to bury. David recognized that the famine that they were experiencing was because some bones just needed to be buried. And the Bible tells us that when he finally buried the bones, the Lord was entreated. Can I tell you, some of you here, you've been in a famine, a spiritual famine, because you keep dragging around the bones that should be buried. You haven't felt God in a while. You, you feel like he does not hear your prayers and you think that maybe he doesn't care and you're parched and you're dry. You want a Holy Ghost reign and you want ministry in your life and you want God to move in your home and among your children. It's time that you get your spiritual shovel out and get down into an altar somewhere and say, God, I'm no longer going to carry with me the bones that has hindered my walk with you. I'm no longer going to carry around the bones that's going to keep me pursuing, that will keep me from pursuing all of the promise that you've given me. I'm glad to know there's an altar where blood flows and we can bury those old bones. David, when his child died, before he died, he didn't eat. He was secluded and alone and overcoming grief. But once he buried the situation, amen, he allowed himself to go on. Some of you, there's been something that's happened in your life, in your home. I'm telling you, it's time that you bury that thing and allow God to minister in your heart and allow God to minister in your life. Don't allow the bones to keep you from receiving what God has. But in the same scripture that we read today, we read another scripture where we find that there are some bones, like the bones of Joseph, that we must carry with us. Joseph on his deathbed said, when God leads you to the promised land, take my bones with you. Amen. So while there are some bones that we must bury, there are some that we must carry as we live for God. Now, these bones are different. Those, Joseph's bones represent the covenant with God, the promise. Amen. 
Although Joseph's life was, was, was full of tragic events, he never gave up. Amen. His bones spoke of better things. When your family forsakes you, these bones say it will come back around. And when those who have charge of your life fail you, these bones declare God knows your steps. Some of us have been carrying the wrong bones. And, and while we're trying to struggle through this life, you hear me today, lay down the old ones, but pick up some new ones. It tells you, you can overcome it. And you can be an overcomer. You can live for God. You can be what God has called you to be. Saul's bones led us to a famine, but it was the bones of Joseph that kept his family from the famine. Saul's bones tried to kill his brother, but Joseph's bones restored his brethren. Saul's bones seek help from witchery, but Joseph's bones offer help to those in need. I used to carry bones of iniquity, but now the bones that I carry, they offer hope. There's someone here today, you need to trade in your bones. Trade in your ashes for beauty, your mourning for oil of joy. Oh, give up your spirit of heaviness for a garment of praise. Amen. It's important. Oh, God, hear me today. We need to trade in the old bones for some brand new ones and go with God. It's important to note that not long before Joseph passed, we find that his father passed. And when his father passed, Joseph, being a ruler, had all the authority. He said, we're going to take him down to Canaan land, and we're going to bury him. And the Bible tells us that they sent a big group down there. And in fact, some of the Egyptian royalty went to the funeral of their father, and they buried him in Canaan. So that tells me that when, when Joseph died and when he was nearing his death, he had all authority to do the same thing. But Joseph didn't say, he said, you know what? When I die, I want you to keep me right here with you. Because there's coming a day when God's going to lead you out of here and he's going to take you to a better place. The bones of Joseph said this, I'm going to stay with you in your time of trial. You don't have to wait. You don't have to come meet me on the other side. Uh, amen. When the taskmaster gets too hard, know this, my bones are with you. And when you're hungry and thirsty in the wilderness, my bones are with you. And when you're walking across the Red Sea on dry ground and miraculous things are happening, my bones are with you. Now, I don't know about you, but that reminds me of a scripture that says God will never leave us or forsake us. That means when things are going wrong, God's with you. That means when sickness enters your household, God's with you. You've never one time been alone out of the presence of God. Because God inhabits all places. When they called the woman caught in adultery, the Bible says that they brought her, and you know, you know the story. They were all having the accusations, and he kneels down and he begins to write, and one by one they leave. This is what the Bible says, and she was left alone with Jesus. Another scripture says, Jesus went to the garden alone comma, his disciples with him. 
Do you know that when you get to the place called alone, God has called you there because he's getting ready to do something mighty in your life. Amen. Hear me. Not Listen to me. Don't you think God forgot about you just because he didn't answer your prayer? January 1st, about 11 o'clock at night, I got a phone call. My nephew said, hey, your dad, my, uh, your, your mom thinks that your dad's having a heart attack. Pray. Brother Gil, I started praying. I come out and told my wife, I said, we got to pray. I, I don't even know what's going on, but we got to pray. And we prayed. And in a little while, the phone rang. It was my sister-in-law weeping. And she said, she said, Lee, we've lost, we've lost your dad. He's gone. I talked to my mother, and my mother was there in the moment when he left. And she said, she grabbed him by the face, and he said, she said, honey, you can't leave me. And she said, his eyes opened, and he just, just for a moment, he looked at her as if he knew and she knew. And then he just left this world. I'm going to tell you something. I miss him dearly. I was close to my father. We spoke every day. Can I tell you, I prayed because I believed God was going to work a miracle. But I can also tell you, even though God chose not to save him that day, God never left me. A couple years ago, we had a phone call. Somebody was screaming on the other side. A child in our church had somehow got in her pool and drowned. And my wife and I beat the family there. We was at the, they, they flew that child in. And we were in there when they were working on that child, chest compressions and epi shots. And, and they were working all around us, just doing all. And I'm going to tell you, my wife and I were holding the hand of that little baby, and beautiful little girl. And I knew at any moment God could raise her up. But God chose not to. So when the family came, it was our job to hold that family and to love them and help them through the days. And even now we're helping them. We're helping them in these days right now. But I'm going to tell you, God never forsook us. God never walked away from us. Sometimes God has plans that doesn't align with our plans. But we've got to learn how to trust him. And even though there are people that fail us, God never fails us. Even though there's preachers sometimes that fail us, God has never failed me. And so rather than holding and carrying around bones of bitterness, I watched that mother. We were in revival that, that, during that time with Brother Atkins. I think we were our third weekend of revival and God impressed upon me to go ahead and have revival anyhow. And I watched that family come to those revival services and bring those old bones and bury them in the altar. And they picked up some new bones and said, you know what, I'm going to trust God anyhow. I'm just going to trust God anyhow. I wish somebody here today, stand with me right now in this place. Some bones only bring about bitterness. 
some things that we carry about. Just when God wants to move in your life and you're ready to move, it's like, it's almost as if you're saying, wait a minute, God, let me get my bones. And he's saying, if you'll just lay them down. It's a heavy burden to carry some of the bones that some of you are carrying. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you, I'll give you some rest. If I could have a musician to come and help me. We're here today and we're celebrating Christmas. We're celebrating a, a, a time. We, we don't know when he came, but we, didn't, didn't, we do know he came. And he came so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. It's time some of you trade in your bones. Trade in. Let me give you some ideas of what some bones that we're to carry around. Deuteronomy 6 and 4 is something I keep in my bag. Hero is of the Lord our God is one Lord. I'll tell you something else I carry in my bag when I go around. These bones give me strength. It's Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 and 38. And when they heard this, they said, Ben and brethren, what shall we do? Huh? Repent. Be water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what I carry in my bag today. Some other bones that I carry are things like this. Greater things shall ye do. Miracles, signs, and wonders. That is a promise that we ought to take with us everywhere we go. Leave your bones to bitterness and pick up the bones that gives you a hope and a promise of a better future. By his stripes, I am healed. I take it everywhere I go. I take the scripture that says he is the restorer of my soul. Some of you might have fallen today because you're carrying the bones of, uh, of bitterness and, 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 and unforgiveness. Can I, can I encourage you to get up but leave the bones? Just leave them. And when you get up, take something with you like this. Rejoice not against me, oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. And in the darkest moments of my life, I remember Romans chapter 8, verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. I'll carry around some bones of hope. 
God's getting ready to resurrect somebody today. I'm going to open these altars. I want you to come and gather. And if there's something in your life you need to lay down, bring it today and lay it in the altar. If there's some bones of bitterness, unforgiveness, maybe you've been done wrong, bring it to the altar and let the glory of God wash you and make you clean in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.